Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on Next Level Radio. I gave a brief intro um, prior to, but uh, today we have a very a, a cool podcast. We've been getting this together and excited that it kindly came to fruition. And uh, we have Tony Scharf, um, owner of Fat Fish, father, husband, ex uh, ranger, and it's uh, it's good to have you here. And we're just going to have some shoot the shit and talk some. Uh, military and business. Awesome. So yeah, yeah, introduce yourself a little bit. Uh, man. Yeah, Tony. Um, I grew up in Montana, uh, western side of the state there. Grew up pretty much doing every kind of sport available at the yeah. time. We were just kind of uh, bullshitting about that and yeah. you know, staying active and h- how much different sporting things have changed in the last 20, 25 years. Yeah. Well, <laughs> for people that know your, your son has found some really good success and he's still young in wrestling and we just didn't have that opportunity at all. It was, all. it no. was go to the biggest tournament would be like Billings or Fargo or right. Know, Go down there and see what the rest of the country had and get line your ass yeah. wiped on the mat. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Um, so you grew up in Deer Lodge, correct? I grew up in Deer Lodge. Yeah. Just a couple, uh, 30 miles, uh, west of, um, Butte there. Oh, okay. Just, just kind of on I-90 there. Okay. So, I, yeah. I guess I, I've, I've drove through, I guess yep. I've, I have a buddy who lives in Butte. Um, so actually I went to, I was up snowboarding by Helena and knocked myself out last winter oh, sure. <laughs> it was bad sure. but it's always nice to uh i have a bunch of family in great falls butte livingston bozeman right so i'm always yeah my wife's from down. great falls so oh, that's okay where we okay. kind of we, we met over in missoula there's so. a if i'm not mistaken there's like a mermaid bar yeah there is great <laughs> falls right there is uh <laughs> that kind of uh, slipped the top of my tongue yeah. right now but yeah it's it's one you gotta go interesting to you're, you're there yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> you uh all sports, wrestling, football, baseball, golf, track at oh, times. Damn. Uh, just a small town kid. You know, we mm-hmm. only had 300 kids in our school total, mm-hmm. um, about roughly 60, 60 to 80 a class, depending on what year you were. So, yep. but back in the day, everybody went out for sports too. That was the thing. You, you had to. Yeah, you did. And it, and you, you look forward to it. So, mm-hmm. and some, something I'm seeing nowadays is you're not seeing the numbers as yeah. much, you know, as, as, maybe where you grew up the same in Wyoming. hundred percent. It was just what you did. Yeah. Everybody did it. It wasn't uh well, we're, we're having issues, even DHS and Trinity, like seniors randomly not wanting to go out for football or you've played four years and just call it quits. You know, right. it, it's uh I don't know if it's a different upbringing culture, but I never wanted to miss anything. It was always a hundred percent. You had to be there. And right. it was wrestling for me, wrestling, track and field, football, um, I played a year of soccer just to, they, they threw me in there to take out their best player and then come right. back out. Yeah, so. we didn't even have it. So Exactly, it was. exactly. And I know track and field this year is going to, uh, they're going to see a little bit of a reduced number because of this new successful soccer team that we've Sure, been, yeah, you know, I think it's good, but uh, we are definitely seeing a lot less. That's why I was very surprised and very happy with the turnout at the Bryce Meredith camp and oh. everything. I was more surprised about the girls. It was an awesome camp. Yeah. Like we, we go to camps all around the country. We've mm-hmm. been to two in Houston this last year. We go to, I mean, any, anywhere there's a really good one. And yeah. this is probably one of the best I've seen out there. It and was it was really that good. Yeah, and it's close-knit. It's, <laughs> right? uh, I mean, you had Allie, too, who... That, she's amazing. It's, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's like she's she's <laughs> I, legit. Like yeah. you, when you have somebody in there like Bryce Meredith, but then you can be also having Allie in Dickinson, North Dakota. Kind right, of. and all the other coaches they had in there were excellent too. I mean, there's yep. a lot of local talent mm-hmm. that just 
yeah. kind of hidden, you know. It um, was it was pretty cool to see. I liked the all American aspect of it. Like uh, cool. take down. I saw Troy Berg <laughs> jab double Coach Slack. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> I, I definitely watched that one. <laughs> oh, Coach Slack doesn't like that kind of stuff, man. No, he's it's uh it, it's it's cool to see. But um, so your son, he's, I mean, you guys go everywhere. Where where are some of the biggest tournaments you guys have gone to? Uh, Reno Worlds last year. Uh, yeah, go to. Uh, like we're just talking monster match. We'll go to mm-hmm. freak show. We'll go to, uh, pretty much he's going to back to Tulsa this year. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of, and, and the little girl too. So that's yeah. the other thing. She's, yeah. she's my sleeper this year. And I don't think, <laughs> I don't think anybody sees it coming, How but old she, she's, she's still seven. So Ooh. she'll go to Tulsa to seven U bracket, but she has to wrestle 60 to a hundred. That's 40 that's pound, 40 pound gap. bracket. Like, yeah. So you never see it, but there's not that many girls that are, but That'd she's, cool. she's tall. She's not, she's not out of proportion or anything mm-hmm. like, you know, like that. So she'll, she's, she's got a little fight in her. That's I, cool. I, it'll be interesting to see. Cause That's everybody really cool. pays attention to him. Yeah. And she just picked it up one day. She was like, dad, do you mind if I start? And I was like, I was, yeah, go ahead. I've never pushed her to do it at all. Didn't yeah. a big, tall, blonde girl doing it. <laughs> I wasn't in my vision of seeing her do it but yeah. she's she's watched him for three or four years and at every mm-hmm. tournament instead of sitting in the stand she wanted to go down there and do it and i was like absolutely Might as well we only let her wrestle girls and stuff right now too yeah. i think that's a big thing instead of yeah watching that development you know mm-hmm. it, it, wrestling's one of those sports i mean some people take their lickings over time and still keep doing it. and that that's hard. that's inspiring to me because mm-hmm. it's not it's not an easy sport if you're getting no. your butt whooped every day out there it's not there's fun. A fine, there's right? a fine line. <laughs> right. Like how many ass whoopings you can take <laughs> yeah. after a while. And still, still keep wanting to go to practice. Yeah. You know? What's, what's kind of your son's match load? A, a yearly, what's Probably he hundred ish. Okay. Roughly. I mean, it, yeah. it can vary. This last year was different with COVID, but we had to go on the road to get matches with, yeah. we went to Oklahoma to start off with, uh, boy, I don't even know how many. And he's probably, I think my little daughter, her mm-hmm. little one-year-old, she's been to 12 states so far, oh, just, just wrestling. So that's cool. Uh, yeah, it's, that's it's really it's, cool, man. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's good to, I, I mean, I, I wish I could have that opportunity to see different places, see different people. Well, even there's clicks in states, there's clicks in, um, towns. Like, so when we would travel to, we'd do the rapid city tournament when I was in high school. And then we would also go to the tournament of champions in Vernal, Utah. Oh, big, great. Right. It was like a. 38 to 42 team, huge. But you see these different clicks and styles of wrestling, and that's what I found. So when I'm wrestling a Sturgis kid, I know if they get on top, they're going to put the legs in and ride you out. Right. Like you just know right. these different yeah. little pockets. So yep. it's it's cool to see. And you get over to Pennsylvania, Oklahoma, that's different wrestling than yeah. what we're used to. And he's you know? he's wrestled on two Pen- Pennsylvania state teams. Mm. Uh, they kind of pick it's, – it's really weird nowadays that they're picking mm-hmm. kids from – North Dakota to jump on a Pennsylvania team. That What's the ju- criteria? Just you don't have to be from there. The team's based out of, like, say, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team he's going to wrestle with this weekend is based out of Houston, and they might only have two Texas kids on the team. Oh. Doesn't re- – you don't have to – there's some duels where you have to be from the state. Mm-hmm. Some they're just – a team is out of, let's it's say – It's just organized there. Organized there, the the head guy. And I'll, I'll, I'll be coaching the one in – uh, Iowa this weekend. Sweet. So that, that'll be fun. Yeah. Just the guy putting it together is out of Houston. Okay. And you said how many teams about there? It should be 20 to 25, nine new teams. And then Dang. they're going to load it with, you know, 
12U teams, 15U teams, stuff cool. like that. So, and that's that starts when? That starts the way in Friday, and then he'll do individual Saturday, and then duels again Sunday, and then we'll be back traveling on Dang. the road. So, yeah, Dang. just part of the driving there. We're gonna drive this Ooh. one. Just I know, I know. It's we usually fly when we can, but mm-hmm. uh, we figured if we as soon as the duels were done, we could hop in the car and we don't have to wait for the flight. Yep. You know, and and that way. We don't know when they're going to get over. Exactly. Just go and we'll, we'll head back. Yeah. And it's, I mean, sometimes road trips can be fun too. The, for right. The family. right. Yeah. It'll always be fun on the is way Is it, back. yeah. So, is it all you guys going? No, or? nope. So we're just picking up a kid out of Bismarck okay. on the way down. Uh, guy I know really well. His son's top level kid. Great, cool. great kid overall too. So yeah. that's just what's going to be. They're going to hop in and be the Similar only weight? No, he's a, uh, so Caden, my, my, Son Caden, he'll he'll go in at sixty five. The other kid will go ninety two, but they're the same. So he's a big kid, cool. but strong. Yeah, Just, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. What I found, I I was actually I, I accepted a football scholarship, but I was actually I had better wrestling, and I was actually a better wrestler than I was anything else. But when I was a freshman, and this is what blows my mind with North Dakota, is when I was a sixth, seventh, eighth grader, I would have never. I would have never been able to reach the level to wrestle into a varsity match. And when I came to North Dakota, it's really cool, that opportunity. But for me in Wyoming, I never thought about it. So maybe I couldn't reach that level. Maybe if you the opportunity is there, hey, I want to reach that. But I would have got my ass whooped. I was wrestling 195 as a oh, yeah. freshman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, that would have been crazy. No, it, I, I just don't. It's really cool to see, like, there's a few kids out of Bismarck. What's those twins' names? Tanafus. Uh, the yeah, Tanafus. they're going to go to Michigan this year. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable how many, story. How many uh, championships do they each have? I think they each got four yeah. and national titles too. Like the first year they ever went to Fargo. Like it's kind of an unheard of thing. It really is. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty cool to see like success out of both of them. It's yeah. you, you can see it out of one or the other, but it's really cool to see both, man. Right. And yeah, absolutely. They're both full rides to Michigan, correct? Full rides, yeah. yeah. And academic, I think they're 4.0, like Good just gosh. scholars too. Like they, they took a – an opportunity and ran with it. That's yeah. what they did. So, so. Were they, they weren't originally from here? No, they moved over. Like, I, I could get this wrong. I would say, like, eighth grade year. And then they came home. I think their parents are in the medical field. That's mm-hmm. why they moved uh, to Bismarck. And they came, and the story I've heard is told their parents they want to sign up for wrestling because the wrestling coach asked them if they <laughs> wanted to. And the dad originally thought, you know, WWE. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. oh, this is, this is going to be, you know, a waste yeah. of time. And well, why don't you? worry about academics well in the in the big picture this is what's going to pay for their school i mean plus academics is awesome but such a cool story they're they're good kids too they were down at the the bryce camp camp here this year working with all the kids it's really cool man it is i I think well i was even talking to bryce um i had him on my podcast afterwards and talking about the landscape changing with they could as twins they could really do something really big too with now college players being able to get paid Right, and they could make a almost a brand around themselves as twins, being uh, high level wrestlers. Like they could sign to a label, and you're making it just as much as anybody else now. Yeah, there's it's, been a lot of good sets of twins that have came out through the years. The brands, yep. Steiners out of you yep. know Bismarck and stuff yeah. like that. So there probably is something they could. A hundred percent. Bryce was saying because it was a it was a battle, and coming from Wyoming, not don't get me wrong. I mean they have a great wrestling team, but they're not Penn state yet. You know what I mean? But they're, so he was like caught in this mix where donors would try to give money, but now it's like, do what you got to do. It's really cool that they can do that now. Absolutely. I I do too. I think it's great. I think it's, uh, I think it'll be good uh, for, for all parties. So, 
Right. What, uh, what, and, and I'm sure we'll kind of circle around a little bit, but what ended up bringing you to North Dakota? And then we can kind of skip back yeah, to the military. So, uh, when I got out of the military, I went to college there for a little bit and Dickinson, was, uh, no university of Montana oh, in okay. Missoula. Yep. And I was doing fine there, but it was just the pace of life was different for me. Like it was just right after I got out of the military and the Ranger group, which was very high pace, always something going on. Mm-hmm. And I got to college and I was, like I said, grades were fine, but I'd have two classes that day. And I was like, well, what do you do with the rest of your day? Bored. Bored. And I just had to find something else to do. Cause I wasn't even sure what I was, was, was there for, to be honest yeah. with you, just cause that's what everybody says. Oh, well, you got to go to college. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So I got into construction, uh, did custom homes for about 10 years up at big oh. sky and Yellowstone club and all those places Dang. around, uh, and then one day I got a call from a guy out here I used to frame with, and he's like, "You gotta, you gotta come out to North Dakota." And I was like, "Some money to be made." And I was like, "Nah, dude, <laughs> it ain't happening. <laughs> Not happening. I'm fine." Three weeks later, he calls again. I was like, "Yeah, maybe." You know what's this? Yeah. I, so I got off work one night. It was like eight o'clock. Had an interview in the morning, at six o'clock. But drove all night. Got Damn. here. Had enough time to stop at the gas station, throw on a different shirt, walk into the guy's office, and did the interview there and he said he had over a hundred applications at the time for this one job. Yeah. And he goes, but you really drove here without sleep all night. All. Yeah. I said, absolutely. It just, what, it's, it's an opportunity. Yeah. It's, it's what you do, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, if you want it, it's on the spot. I'll give it to you right now. And I, and so, that was custom construction yeah, as well. No, no, that was for oil field. So oh, I, okay. I started with Occidental Petroleum when I came out here. Um, my wife was pregnant with Caden, our son at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we were kind of just doing it for a better insurance thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I, we're no different than anybody else. We were going to come out here for a year or two. I was going to travel back and forth. Yep. We had a house, brand new house back home. It was brand new to us. And I was just going to work on the road. But about two months into that, we realized that that, that wasn't fun, like yeah. traveling, you know, with, with her being, being pregnant. Away. Yeah. So we said, you know, let's come out here and give this a shot. Sweet. And, We've been here since, and we lo- we like Dickinson. We love Dickinson. It's, it's a cool it's, community. It really is. Yeah. yeah, it's different than any other place that I've been in. Um, I want to touch on. I think it's interesting. When, before we hit record, we talked about like um, wrestlers and football players having a similar, and uh, you could have success in any type of military. Uh, really, it's the it's the psychological, it's the perspective that it wrestlers is. and football have. Well, it's kind of the same thing. You talked about getting out of the military. A lot of high-level guys deal, and, and it goes in this big Y in this road. They deal with these. Um, you, you're 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 used to burning it down. You're used to Absolutely. just go go go. Okay, there's something else. I got to work for this and this and this. It's different. I have that kind of that same mentality, and it it I it plays in my favor sometimes, and it also <laughs> right. doesn't. You right. know, yeah. like I put myself put my back against the wall. Go go go. Okay, well, now I need to screw something up and put myself against the wall. You know, it's like that mentality. But so in the true. end, I think it's 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 something great. Like, that's what – that mentality is what made you drive through the night to get to this interview. You know? Right, yeah. It's just kind of what you, you do. Just what you do. You know, yeah. if there's an opportunity, you take it. 100%. It, it, you don't have to take that opportunity, but you have to give yourself that, op- A chance. that option. Yeah, you know, 100%. The more options you have, the better off it is. Yeah, just dude. Way, simple math. I want to I wanna kind of touch on – getting into um was was ranger school always the or excuse me was being a ranger always the goal or Um, what was how was your intro into the military so yeah once i once i signed 
to go into the military. I was kind of, like I said, I was going to go do football. Yeah, I was going to have you think, touch on that. I think like a snowstorms would probably would stop that. And it's yeah. kind of crazy to think because uh going to come out to North Dakota and play football, actually. And then a snowstorm in Billings. We spent two days there waiting to see if the roads would, and the, the interstate never opened up. So we went back home and I made plans to come back out. Well, during those three weeks or four weeks, we were going to come back out and visit again. Yep. I decided, you know, maybe, maybe I'll just leave football for where it is and uh, join the military. And the funny thing I <laughs> forgot to tell you when we said this, I committed to Dickinson because of a snowstorm. This is no <laughs> bullshit. I didn't even know that. So yeah. my father and I came for, uh, it was during winter conditioning for them in the, in, in the winter conditioning phase. And I came, I did a workout with them and I was supposed to be, um, a Friday, get there, visit Saturday, leave Sunday. Well, we had a massive, massive snowstorm. And so I worked out with the team three days in a row. We couldn't leave till Monday. Well, that experience meeting the guys, hanging out with them, I signed the, I signed the dotted Huge. line yeah. and it's just crazy. Your snowstorm stopped you. A snowstorm. <laughs> kept you, yeah. It's just crazy. Right. Yeah. It's nuts, man. So then when I did uh, decide that that's that's what I want to do. I wanted my, my dad was ex-military. Wasn't a big driving force mm-hmm. on mine. I mean, a lot of people say family does it. But for me, it was more individual. I wanted to challenge myself again. And yeah. I said, if I'm going to go to the military, I'm going to do something that's going to challenge me. I was always that way in wrestling. I'd set huge goals. Yeah. And I'd get to them, you know, just, just through work. And I knew if I went into just the regular military, yeah, regular enlisted, I'm going to get bored. So I, and you can get thrown into an MOS that you really don't don't want. want. And so there was no other choice for me. I don't think it was just, we're going to do it. We're going to do it big. We're going to beat this. And you know, it's what, it's a challenge, you know? And, uh, we even had people always told it was, that was a driving thing that I always laugh at too. A uh, guy told my mom one time, he's like, oh, he's never going to make it. My brother, my brother didn't make it. It's too hard. And I was just like, well, that, that doesn't make that sense. means nothing to me. <laughs> you know, we're two different people. Yep, so yep. Uh, whatever, throw it, throw it in front of me and let's, 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 let's take it on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that, that whole phase started up and, you know, you, you hear horror stories along the way, especially through basic airborne, like at rip once you get there and, they're pretty much just trying to talk you out of it, seeing if they can break you in that mental, that mental phase. But yeah. once you, I remember one day I was just thinking about the story cause I knew we were coming down here to talk today, mm-hmm. you know, and what was, what was it the day I, I kind of knew it was, it was done or I made it, even though I hadn't graduated yet. Yep. I was like, I, I got this, you know, it's, it's no big deal. And we were doing push ups, running, crawling through the mud one night. And I was like, this is, this is fine. Every, yeah. You know, there's, guys over there are bigger than me. I mean, physical specimens mm-hmm. and they're dropping off like flies. And I'm like, it just, it's mental, you know, it goes back okay. to those days, uh, running in, you know, five thirty and sweat five, suit you, on sweat suit. that, that was the day back, you know, it's changed a little bit, but, uh, I was lucky enough to have one of the best coaches I believe in the country at the time, uh, Ron Furman, he's since passed, but he'd be there. I'd be the only one in the gym running in the morning Pretty I've, successful coach. Oh, amazing coach. Yeah. Ex Marine. So he had that mentality. Had that mentality. He used to wrestle Gable and stuff back in the day. Oh shit. So he 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 was awesome coach. Always had your back, but he 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 pushed you. Mm-hmm. And that, that was but you know, that's that was athletes, normal then. It's it's okay. That's that's what you want. You know, he I knew he cared about God, he took kids off the street and they'd live with him and mm-hmm. he's just a great guy. And I, I bought into him, you know, and so that's you know, I'm seeing things. Hopefully, my son, sons, you like, 
buying into other people as well. Yeah. We just got back from an awesome camp down in Houston, a Mike Krause camp. And I don't know if you've watched him, just intense. Yeah. Like That's what you want. So cool. I mean, and that's what you want. And it, he he's there for you. Yeah. you know? but the sad part is a lot of those coaches are uh, taking a lot of grief and taking a lot. They're, they're like getting crucified. Right. Uh, a lot of these people, there was a high school coach that um, didn't even really gra- grab the high school player by the helmet and was just yelling at him. And it's like, these parents are freaking out and throwing right. him under the bus, which it's just going to make your kid better in the end. You know, it like, is. Yeah. They're not out there to, I wouldn't say all of my guests. Exactly. 99% of them are there for the right reason. Yeah. Because they're, they enjoy it. hundred yeah. percent. Coach Hofflin, um, <laughs> amazing ex military coach. He was there for four, almost 40 years. He was my defensive coordinator and he was a mean bastard. He was mean. <laughs> I mean, grabbed me a few times. I don't know how much spit I've had on my face from him just screaming at me and screaming at me because I was a I was a true freshman, started all four years, but my freshman year was ugly, man. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just athletically gifted. So it's right. like, go hit somebody, you right. know, and half the time I was hitting the wrong person. So I got a, I got a lot of, uh, but it was, that's, and now looking back, I've said this on the podcast, I've said this to all my friends, Coach Hoffman's one of the most influential person in my life. And so like we, we, we have to look at this from, after what is this going to make you do down the road you know right. instead of just getting yelled at right now right and i think that's you know through rest he was a football coach too so that oh. that helped too you got two times a year instead of just yeah. once i yeah. gotta i gotta learn from him and and i and i just knew that you know those nights where you're sucking and you're up for 24 hours just they, they aren't gonna let you sleep that night yeah. your mental your mental factor plays such a role in everything and once mm-hmm. you can win on that level You've got it. Yeah. I mean, your your body will eventually get there. You're you're in good shape at that when you're in that exactly. going going through that stuff. It's not like your first week out training. Exactly. I and refresh me too, because there's to get to, um, like a ranger battalion or yeah. there you you graduate ranger school, but then you still don't have your tab yet. So or? is what the way it worked back when I was there. They had. Uh, he had to go through basic and then he went through airborne school and then a lot of people go off to Fort Bragg and just start their infantry stuff there. And, uh, if you want to, you can go to Ranger indoctrination program. It used to be called RIP. Okay. RIP. So there are probably 250 kids will start off roughly mm-hmm. and they'll thin it down to whatever numbers they want. Yeah. And that, which means that they're going to make that, that, that many quit. Yep. Just it's simple. Yeah. Like they got to meet their quote. They they have, meet it. If they're only going to take 20 and then they'll, they'll take 20 out of that, let's say, and they'll divide them in thirds. They'll be six of them will go up to Fort Lewis, Washington. Mm. Some will go to Benning and then some will go to Savannah, Georgia. Okay. And, uh, I graduated pretty high in that little class there. And, uh, so I wanted to go to Savannah. I didn't want to go back to Fort Lewis cause I knew I'd be home every weekend. Yeah. And I wanted to take that experience. It's probably the best decision I made besides going to the military uh, was staying away from town a little bit and giving yeah. myself that chance not to grow, to, to grow and see something new and new people. And uh, that was just awesome. I loved it down there. Um, definitely, you know, getting rid of uh, used to the humidity and all that oh stuff God, wasn't yeah. just a, that was a different kind of weather that I was never used to, but yep. uh, it, it was good. Like good. it was awesome. Awesome thing. So once you do that, uh, then you're in a Ranger Battalion. So yep. you you graduated RIP. Um, then you go train with the the actual Rangers in the battalion. Um, these guys, some of them are tabbed. 
which mm-hmm. graduated the school, and some of them are waiting to go to school. Oh, okay. Then you get kind of, th- I mean, it's that first night of those hallways, the hallways are painted black, and there's tabs and stuff, and it had to be more scary, like going yeah. going to bed that night, and they're like, oh, you're going to get you're gonna get smoked in the morning, and like my roommate, and I'm like, great, this is mm-hmm. awesome, <laughs> what did I do? Just got know? done with what <laughs> I was doing. Just got done with uh-huh. this, thought I was doing good, and you go out there in formation in the morning, and they're, they're turning, you're just, it's, it's Guys are pretty big there, you know. Some of them, some of them not so much, but mm-hmm. they're they're professionals. But they they knew a new guy, and they they're gonna take their their, their bites at, at it right away. And uh, just I ended up getting along with them really good, so it was good. I mean, whenever it was time to to push, I pushed harder. And this was in Savannah. Yeah, down in Savannah. Okay. Yeah, first Ranger Battalion down in Savannah, and then they kind of. What they do is you're, I mean, if, if they get deployed, you go with them right there. They, oh. they, so they think that you're good enough to go with them and support them. Gotcha. Um, about a year into it, maybe nine months, I went through ranger school, got, got through that, got tabbed and then back, went right back to my group. Oh, okay. Savannah. So okay. you don't have to be tabbed, but you're, you train with that every day. Interesting. It's different. So it's a different thing. You could guy, you could have a guy at 82nd with a tab on, but he doesn't do that every day. I mean, it's pretty normal for. That's pretty interesting that you get a like train with them. If you get deployed, you go because you're you're rising to the level of that training. You're seeing exactly. all those guys, right. anyways. Right, exactly. Gotcha. And and it's you learn quicker. They get they get ready. It's yeah. it's not a they don't they don't have any hard feelings. They're not going to hold on to you no, for no reason. No, it's yeah. not. That's kind of and you just kind of learn to that that's the lifestyle you know you make sure your stuff's in order you make sure yep. your pt's top notch i mean it mine was good when i got there and it got way better cuz yep. we'd work out in the morning and you know it's, it's a pretty cool job to be able to do that and yeah. get paid for it yep. and then me and another guy who's actually one of the heads of delta right now still uh, we'd go work out every day in the afternoon just wow. cuz it was it was an extra couple hours to kill before we'd go you know 21 go out go have fun downtown and exactly. then go redo the same thing tomorrow but mm-hmm. uh yeah and my mom always asked me and it was really cool so when she came down to my uh ranger school graduation it's the first time she got to meet these guys and they're anywhere from say 20 to 30 young 30s yeah. um and she was always kind of upset that i went with that with that route because she knew that they have a better chance of being called over Deployed, first yeah, yeah and whatever yeah. um but then she got a chance to meet these guys for one weekend and i remember in her hotel room the next morning she goes i, I she goes i literally haven't slept at night because I've, I've i've been nervous with you going with these guys and now i met them last night and it made total All sense gone, yeah. it, it's gone because she goes you, you went with the you're going with the best guys and that's why would you want to go with you know, yeah. this isn't just a regular infantry unit, no. you know, no, <laughs> they're like, their standards are so high mm-hmm. and they're like, you don't get opportunity to screw up very often or they'll take it out on you. And you're, you know, there's a commitment thing. It's a brotherhood thing. You know, you mm-hmm. understand that in yep. sports and it got to the point where, I mean, these guys I could meet up with and I have one in Bismarck that it was actually in my hallway coaches for Mandan. Oh, really? It's a really small world that yeah. I was like, I wasn't planning on moving to North Dakota when I got out. But when I came back and I did move over here, I knew mm-hmm. J- Jason was just down the road. Uh, Jason Sauls coaches baseball for Mandan, oh, does okay. hockey, uh, plays on a really good softball team. But just a great guy. Still hang out with him quite a bit when, when, when we get the chance. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's a different 
kind of breed of a person too. 100%. Yeah. And you'll run into, it's more frequent that you <laughs> run into these different breeds in right. what you're doing, right. you know, they're out there. Yeah, exactly. I've got to run around with, um, my cousin has, he saw that I had this interest in the military and to this day. And I, I don't have any regrets in my life because it's got me to where I'm at, right. but I, I, I truly do regret that why in the road, not because of my college football days being inherently bad, I just think I could have done very well, you know? Oh, and right. so there's, and so he's got to, uh, introduce me to a lot of SF guys, got sure. to be around them, see their mentality, hang out with them, have them in my pocketbook. Like, it's really cool. Like we went to, uh, North Carolina and I know a strength coach there that, uh, Vernon Griffith, he does a lot of stuff with the East coast seals. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I got, just got to run in there having lunch with these guys. And then my cousin Lance is telling me, he's like, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, SEAL Team 6, this, this, this. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, it, right. it's, it's it's cool to see greatness, I would say. Yeah. It's we really were, cool. We were at a football game in Missoula one time, and my wife was there. And I get this random uh, text from one of my buddies. I haven't talked to him for six to eight years. He's a Delta now. Mm. Or he was a Delta then when, when he called. He's like, you don't have to happen to be in Missoula, do you? And I was like, actually, I am. Like, hmm. I haven't been there in four years, but I, yeah. I am today. And so what are you asking for? And he's like, I just wondered if you can get a couple tickets to the football game tonight. And I was like, yeah, we, we, we will do I'll, it. I'll, I'll get them. I'll find them. I don't have them, but I'll, I'll just find them if just mm-hmm. get a chance to see you. And, uh, we got them. And my wife, I think was more blown away by just the, their demeanor. Yeah. It's just, I mean, they didn't blend in very well. They had full beards, you know. Tatted up most of the time. I think they had to all buy flannels because they thought they were in Montana. (laughs) But they were just, yeah, she was was just like blown away, their demeanor and how professional. And Mm -hmm. I'm just up there shooting the shit with them like like normal because it's just a brotherhood thing. And, uh, but that's where I think she first saw that, like, this this is a whole different level. Yeah, because you you guys got married after you were out or did you yeah, guys know after, each other? No, no, we met down in Missoula just oh, randomly. Okay. And so yeah, that's the first time. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a whole mentality and I, I, I resonate with it a lot and that's, that's a big reason. Well, getting involved in the wrestling and Dickinson and all that stuff. It's a big reason why I gravitated towards what you're doing, right. uh, business and, uh, just not having a standard lower than, the best, you know? So right. yeah, and it's, it's cool to see. To. Yeah. It's cool to see. Uh, so from there, as much as you can, um, after that, uh, you're in the, in the battalion, you go from Savannah. What's next after that? Did you uh, deployment? So, yeah, we yeah. went over to Afghanistan mm-hmm. pretty much shortly after that kicked off. Um, what, when was this 2002 time early, okay. uh, um, kind of went over there did our thing, but like I said, everything was so new when we went over there. It wasn't all built up. No, you didn't have your, you know, no, there were plenty of nights, you know, you're staying in a X, you know, hut type thing that, you know, and, and it's different for the people over there too. Cause it was, now they have Americans back in their town and we didn't have everything figured out. We had, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of different, they weren't used to having no, our presence no. there. And it was, love or hate like right away yeah. and you know they've been taught something entirely different their whole lives too you have to understand that yeah uh trying to figure out cultures and stuff like that and getting thrown into it was was definitely different and mm-hmm. uh you know who to trust pretty much no one at that time yeah, <laughs> because exactly. you don't you don't know yeah. but uh well yeah. them getting brought up so differently um well 
with all the shit storm that's going on right now right. with Afghanistan, um, one of the Taliban leaders wrote a note to us and uh, it got translated in English, but how they say is pretty much like um, they, as a, as a human, as a people of Afghanistan, they have been indoctrinated into a very tough life. They're very right. tough they are. individuals. They're mountain climbers. They're, I mean, they're, I have a they funny live story in that on that one time. If I can throw it in there real you quick. Go ahead, it's, dude. That's we were, what it's for. You know, here I am, 21 years old, and probably the best shape in my life, like mm-hmm. 215, but pretty well put together. Yep. And we're at this top of this mountain pass. I think it's like 9,500 feet. You know, it's, it's up there, and we're sucking, and we're, we're kind of hating life. It's yep. kind of, here comes a guy, 70 some, maybe mid 70s. Sandals. Here comes his group of like 60 head of sheep. He's walks by us like it's nothing. And I'm like, holy cow. It's a different it breed. Was a, it is. It just, but that's his lifestyle. Yep. And it was what he's done for probably the last 60 years. I don't, yeah. I don't know. And every one of us kind of looked at each other. And it was a humbling, really. Mm-hmm. And you're in their world at that he, point. We are, you yep. know, and it was a little bit different. Uh, but, yeah, just the, the, the his physical thing at 70-some years old to be able to do that. I won't be able to do that. No, I was <laughs> There's like, no, no way. way. Was, there's no way, man. Yeah. It's, uh, they, and there's a reason why so many people have tried to enter and failed. and tried, it, It's a rough, rough environment, and you know that obviously better than I. And so kind of overall – your experience and as much as you can talk about, obviously, but, yeah. uh, I want, I want the nitty gritty. I want to, I want to hear about, uh, how that went down for you guys. It was, it was good for the most part. Um, we were, we were actually back one time when one of our sister companies, uh, lost a couple buddies, guys that we used to go downtown with. So we had to mm-hmm. do their funeral thing since we were, and it was, that was the worst part of the whole deal. And of course, yeah. everybody's worst part. I think, you know, a lot yeah. of survivor guilt after that, you know, I, you know, our, why couldn't it have been us? And that, 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 those that, guys, yeah, right? that one, you know, that was one of the guys, my mom got, got to meet that first oh. night downtown. He was an old, old high school teacher before he went in, uh, super, like one of the nicest gave his whole, uh, his, uh, GI bill, whatever it went to one of his students. He, he gave oh, that really? away. So he didn't, he didn't care. And it was just, was just a regular student. I mean, just, awesome people yeah. and i remember doing the, that funeral I was, I was on the detail on that down in uh jacksonville florida on a on a different guy and it was one of the first deaths of that war so we were it, it was a big deal i mean surreal it was it was un, unreal even for us and but i remember the going down the, the street and we're going up to the cemetery there and it didn't matter if you were a janitor you were changing tires or barber black white whatever there was there Everybody came out on that street. Yep. I know it, it, I've, I've never seen it happen since then. Because we it need it right it, now, it, man. Honestly, yeah. And it, it was unbelievable seeing the people come out and just give their respect to that, mm-hmm. which, you know, we would still want to do every day, I think. Exactly. I mean, there's, you never want it, but it was just such a shock. It hadn't happened in years. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was one of our guys. But yeah, when we were over there, it was, it was pretty much, you got to hit the ground running, you know. Yeah. We were, um, we could pretty when we were on a QRF or something like that. We could be anywhere in Afghanistan within forty-five minutes. So we'd we'd station, wow. you know, centrally. Um, where, on, where were you stationed early on? Uh, early on, we were stationed in Bagram, yeah. um, and then it throughout different missions, whatever it was, we'd be in different areas, you okay. know, along the border, where wherever it is, yeah. you know, wherever's needed at the time. 
Um, and we'd kind of do rotations too with that. We'd, the seals would do like a three month rotation. We'd do a okay. three month rotation and then we'd assist, you know, and just attaching to different units. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't really attach to any, yeah, they would just send a ranger group over there at the time okay. or a seal group for certain areas. And then once their time's up, that's the kind of neat thing about usually being in a ranger group or a seal group compared to, I want to say the big army, they'll go for 18 month deployment because it's yep. such a big thing. Well, we'll go for like three or four and then come home. Well, that's well, it's awesome. It's yeah. great. I mean, I'm not saying it's great to be over there. Don't, don't get exactly. me wrong, but exactly. I don't want to spend 18 months there. Well, and that's <laughs> why a lot of SF guys get into contracting work afterwards. Right. It's more, it's more what they're used to. It you know is, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, at the, excuse me, at the height of like Blackwater and, uh, all that stuff that was going on. I mean, you had a huge, huge percentage of, uh, SF guys getting out and doing that because right, it was more was advantageous. Right. It was yeah. way more advantageous to do it outside of the military than it was anything else, you know? Right. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy to see that at that time. I mean, um, cause that was still early on as well, but obviously, so you said you were there like 2002-ish? Okay. three, right okay. in there. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. And I, I got out, uh, just did a basic, basic contract, came back and went to school. Um, okay. you know, could have stayed in, but at the time it felt like that was what is, is it four or five? Four, four, is, four is normal. Okay. You know, um, you can enlist over there. You can extend it if you want to. It's pretty mm -hmm. easy, and it's a lot of my buddies did that. You know, yeah. they just you uh, thought about possibly doing contracting work too. Absolutely, yeah. I had a couple of contract things that were all pretty much on paper to finish out, and for whatever reason, you know, like you said, mm -hmm. your life takes a different yeah. why. And had buddies that did it, and some that did it, and didn't end up coming back. Because contracting works different. There's not as much. There's some badass dudes that do it. But there's not as much help when there's not when, much support. Yeah, yeah. When when shit hits fan, you're, you're I mean, your training is good, yeah. but sometimes you know it's you end up at the wrong end of the yeah. uh, stick on that. Hundred percent. Uh, yeah, but some awesome, awesome guys. Some of my buddies still do it. Uh, good, good for them. They've made yeah. a killing doing it. Uh, kind of glad I've been blessed with. Great wife and yeah, great wife, three kids. Uh, so what if I would have done that probably wouldn't be on the same road, you know, exactly. It's, so every, like you said, everything works out for a reason yeah. and, uh, you gotta be happy with that too. hundred percent. I, uh, my, my cousin introduced me. It was actually his neighbor. Um, one of his really, really good buddies, uh, that he, um, was in the military with his, his continued to do contracting work and you see the other side of this tony too like you're talking about and um he has been so um bred in this perspective of go 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 and he he is in it for a very specific reason he is a very efficient soldier and a very efficient warrior he's going there to do one thing and he's coming back and he's very intense and um but you see that on the other side when he comes home i mean he's doing however long his contracting is. Um, but he's coming home and it's a lot of booze, a lot yeah, of pills. Yeah. It's uh it was scary. There's I, a whole different side of that too. That's, yeah. you know, takes years and to say that, you know, my best thing ever was getting married and being lucky enough to have a wife that kind of understood that a little bit mm -hmm. and staying there when you're going through some, you know, weird, stuff. Some, some weird times. And, uh, even being able to recognize that as some of my friends, even here in town and, you know, mm -hmm. when we notice somebody was in a bad situation, I don't give a shit what time in the morning you call me, I'll come get you. Yeah. It just, it, it doesn't matter. You no. know, we, you lend, lend a hand or, you know, 
exactly. to, to help get, get somebody back on the right track, you know, yep. and you would, you would hope to have that in your situation too. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, and I have buddies that would, it's not a, yeah, I, I think, I think we have some parallels to my, my saving grace too. I talk about it on the podcast. If nobody has listened to the podcast before I was playing college football, it started in high school, but I actually, uh, what, um, I got addicted to pain medications. Oh yeah. Bad fast. And so it was surgery after surgery. And when you're a successful player, they want you to keep on playing. So these doctors in both high school and here in Dickinson, what do you need? I get after the game, I'm done with the game writing whatever I want. And right. so it got very bad. And I actually went to uh, treatment. I've been coming up on my sixth year sober now. And it's been great, but my saving grace was my wife. Right. And it, it's just weird how it works. Um, two different situations, yours and I's. But um, the end goal was the, the wife helped with that a lot, dude. Ab- absolutely. I'd be, I Supportive, wouldn't be worried. yeah. I mean, yeah. that's... That's just understanding of the, the mindset, I guess, because right. mine was always, I have to be doing something. I need to go. I need to fill this empty time with something so similar to me. That's what, that's really the same, how I'm driven to. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm bored, that's when it gets I don't dangerous. Like it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't say dangerous in a, in a bad way. Yeah. Mind wanders. Yeah, I, I need to, I need to stay busy. Yeah. yeah. And right. I think that's why a lot of people get into business though, too. It's another another beast, man. Right, right. And we, we have our little, uh, I wouldn't say battles on that, but she'll be like, it's five in the morning. Where are you going? I was like, to work. It's, I got to do something. It's no big deal. I'm, I'm awake. Yep. I'm lay in bed here. I'm not going to sit here and listen to my, or watch my phone for two hours. So mm-hmm. everybody else gets up and go knock out two hours down there and then come back, get the kids ready for school and then yep. go back again. It's it's no big deal. It, I don't. It's that perspective too. And that's why I think I have those regrets of not going to the military because I had a lot of the attributes that, could have done well, you know, right. but it's, uh, those are the things that carry over into business. Um, I'm flying out Thursday, this coming Thursday, I'm flying to Austin. Um, a few good buddies, actually these guys, power athlete. I'm a part of, uh, this group and you had to do this, uh, very grueling, um, three days of just hell dude. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a lot of the physical side and mental side, but, um, I'm flying out there to give a speech on how to run a business like an addict. Right. So I'm giving this whole this whole spiel on things I learned from addiction and how they correlate to here. And one of the biggest things is I had Jay Liggins. He was a yeah. yeah so he comes down to brewery once in a while. Yeah, great yeah. guy, good, awesome guy. Originally from Bismarck, just a just a wholesome dude. Yeah, and he played for the Eagles for a while. Came back, and uh, we got him contract up at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Well. He was bouncing around trying to do his own thing, and he called me one day, and he's like, Colby, like, whatever the cost is, I need you to train me. I'm heading up to Winnipeg. We need to get this done. I was like, all right. And he came up to me, and he said, uh, I needed to find somebody that was passionate about strength and conditioning and what you're doing. And uh, he's like, I seen that in you because he, he, and he made this parallel. I said, and he said this to me, and it was really cool. It was kind of a cool moment. He's like, Colby, addiction and success are one and the same. No matter how much, when you're an addict, no matter no matter how much money you have in your pocket, you're going to make it work. You're going to find your shit. You're yep. going to do it. Same thing in business. No matter how much jingle, no matter how much opportunity, if your back's against the wall, you're going to make it work. That's what we always say, too. You know, there's months where they aren't as good. Uh-huh. It's just it's part of business. You People know? don't see that on the and outside. And you, you have to sit there and just be like, okay, well, we don't have another choice. It's, it's, it's not another option. We're going to yep. make this work. we got to sit here and think and, you know 
something will come out of it, you know, mm-hmm. still strive to be your best every day, even when it's not your best, yeah. it, it'll, I'm a believer, like the work that you put in is going to, going to come out something, percent, you know, and it's, I think it will. Yes, exactly. And you guys, for people that don't know, you guys are, uh, owners of fat fish here in town, the brewery. Yep. And, uh, kind of walk us through, uh, getting to that because you were working in the oil field, <laughs> yeah. correct? Yeah. I was, uh, at Conoco at the time and, uh, yep. doing quite well there. Mm-hmm progressing very fast up their ladder and I was safe there. I mean, I, and they're great people, you know, I Benefits. gave, I gave about a two year head heads up on this of the brewery. Like I, my boss at the time, he was awesome. And I told him, I was like, I kind of have a dream and a vision to do this. My, my wife, I'll, I'll back up a little bit mm-hmm. there. And she was getting ready. We had two kids at the time and they were both about the time that the daughter was about ready to go to kindergarten so she she used to run a bunch of the banks around town uh retail market supervisor um here uh the ones in Kildare, stuff like that and uh so when i was working on the road a little bit we we lived in billings for a little bit but i worked two weeks on two weeks off and uh so she was watching the kids over there and she ended up being stay at home because if i was gone she was gone. Well, who would, we aren't going to spend the whole time with kids as a babysitter. Yeah. You know, I was doing well enough at the time that I said, Hey, you watch the kids and I'll just come home on my two weeks off and mm-hmm. we'll enjoy those days off. But then the kids were getting close to school. She told me one night I was out at work and she's like, I, it's going to sound bad, but I don't want to go back to the bank. And I was like, it doesn't sound bad. What do you mean? And you yeah. just, I said, well, what's, what's our plan? <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't, if we have to have some kind of a plan, she goes, well, why don't we open a brewery? And I was like, I mean, I know we like brewery beer, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean we know how to run one. So exactly. that's a long, like, that's, long shot. Let's be real here. Mm-hmm. And I pulled some stuff up on my phone and I was like, I don't know. Maybe we reach out to this guy. Let's just start here. Mm-hmm. We picked a guy in Denver and he's actually, I don't think we could have picked a bet. Like you have a list of places you can kind of go. We just wanted to get our feet wet with it before mm-hmm. we even necessarily got investors or got this big plan. I wanted to see if it was something that was feasible, feasible and if something we could do. And I, I knew Dickinson would need, need, need one. And we also saw a need for like a sit down family pizza place where, you know, family's huge for us. We, we don't, we, we want that scene, yep. you know, it's, it's a lot, there's a lot of benefits to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we went down to Denver and we did a, an immersion course with a guy down there and he ended up being almost like a, a best friend on this thing. And he's opened over a hundred breweries with different people throughout the country. Wow. But we have him just, we'll sit there and shoot the shit texting with him. I mean, it turned mm-hmm. into a better than normal relationship, just going to a school with Sweet. the guy. And then when we were down there. He's like, Oh, you guys want to do pizza too? He's like, I've won the, the U S championships and pizza like 13 times. And I was like, well, wow. yeah, we want to, but we can't, we're not going to take your stuff. And he's like, Oh no, you're, you're, you're good. And so wow. we, we learned from him with like a, just during lunch and I was like, holy cow, I'm going to get his, his stuff was so good that we wanted to bring it back up here. And it, it just, we started putting things together. Brick and after brick. D- did not know it. Uh, we came into there, even when we opened, say we don't know everything about this, but we're going to put people in the right places to do that. Um, so we brought in a guy from the college, a retired professor, just as abnormal, like geez, mm-hmm. <laughs> borderline genius well he is (laughs) he is and he just understands it but he has a passion for it so we knew when we had him in place we just started putting other pieces of the puzzle together 
Who was that? Uh, John Sitka. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's just a great guy. And he's, he's, I mean, a book of knowledge, and he knows how to teach. So he's teaching another girl right now to eventually take his place. And even though he, does, he doesn't really want out of it, but, it, you know, it, he's older. and You got we, to. Yeah, well, we, you always have to. I, my wife hates it when I say this. You know, you never know if walking across the street, that could be your last time. But we have to have somebody to replace that yep. person. And uh, he's just an amazing teacher. Uh, knows how to relate to, to mm-hmm. people since he's been doing it his whole life, you know. Yep. Um, so, so, so we got lucky there. We got what really was he lucky. focusing on with you guys? Just uh, the, the brewery, the brewing, the brewing, the brewing side. Gotcha. Yeah, we knew that we. This isn't a small brewery. It's no. the, the the seventeen thousand square foot building. You know, on almost three acres uh, there, and we're looking at some expansion coming up here shortly, which is awesome. Uh, but we wanted to have the oversight of the whole business and not just concentrate on one. Mm. Um, with the food, the rest that's another beast to tackle every every day like anybody especially you know with staffing and stuff like that so we don't covid weird everything yeah what a weird way to start too (laughs) you know um but learning you know you get thrown a wrench and i remember the first time we were told we're gonna have to shut down because of covid you know my wife was kind of like i was like what do you mean we're just gonna have to figure it out yep that's That's where we were at i mean what do you do weird i was the gym 27 it was it we only had four months of business right and i was like Oh shit! This is a weird time to be 27, owning your own business. Right. But honestly, if I'm being completely honest, we made it. Uh, on the other end, we made out better. So to be did. Honest. So did we. We yeah. we made a couple changes. We learned from a couple things. You your know? outdoor venue was massive for you guys. I think it is. That's when we brought in axes. I was actually started that before we got shut down, and then we opened like as soon as we could get people back in, and just just different things of the business and different things of how we can get you know our stuff out there and now we just started distributing in the last year to far uh, to to rapid city where far cool. fargo's coming up um in the next couple of weeks probably nice um but rapid city's been huge for us I really mean, massive like so bigger than a lot of the other breweries down there which is crazy but we have a great connection with it cool yeah it's weird um some people just maybe want something from out of state usually that right you know what and I'm i think the dakotas like they they doesn't seem as different if it was like a Montana beer or yep. something like that, you know, yep. um, still brother, sister state. So exactly. they, it's welcomed pretty well down there. That's and, really cool. Uh, yeah. It's growing crazy. Um, <laughs> I actually get to head down there tomorrow, drop off more third week in a row. So really I'm running stuff down there, which is a good problem. So yeah, it is. Whatever it is, man. So you guys, uh, started off just kind of as like this, uh, this far-fetching kind of dream thing, correct? Right, yeah, right, and then yeah. you guys did a few cool things. Um, a lot of breweries doing the membership stuff, uh, getting more capital up front to help build stuff. That was there kind too. of a thing too when we brought it to the bank. It was you know, this idea, and they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, you guys can do it." But within like three weeks, we hit our quota on the oh, on the mugs. And you had to expand like, it, didn't you? Y- yeah, originally, it's, yeah. yeah. It just it, it got so fast, and they're like, "Holy cow!" So there's something th- to so, this. So that that was good for the bank to see that. Hey, there's there's something there. There's there's people that want this, mm-hmm. right? And it and that established that you know I've seen it done somewhere else. So I yep. that's I mean, yeah, you you take little pieces of build it helps build a brand over. too. Right? I mean, it exactly. helps build that uh, that loyalty to what yeah, you're doing. Going somewhere, yeah, mm-hmm. right. And uh, yeah, we're growing so fast right now, and you know, we're looking at options to keep it growing. Like mm-hmm. we we never had a uh, a vision of just making it work. 
that's just you know, I mean that that that's fine if that's your vision. That's yep. not me. Yep. I want to make it bigger and mm-hmm. keep keep going and keep going to the point of, yeah, th- it's going to cause me some headaches. <laughs> it is just part that's of life. It. Yeah, yeah, it's it life, is. man. But you know, just to to keep it going and see how big we can get this. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't know with it, expansion it, it, as much as you can talk about what uh, what's on the horizon for that. Uh, probably you know just bigger facilities, bigger. Cool. Yeah, um, which it be beneficial to Dickinson too. It'd be more people, being, yeah. you know, putting them on and stuff like that. And, uh, just making it, we kind of want to make it one of those tourist destination points where if you're traveling from Fargo to Billings, yeah. oh, we, we have to stop at Fatfish. Exactly. You know, and that's, there's, what, that's there's what our vision nothing is. There, you know, like there's nothing it's between big. Fargo and <laughs> Billings. Like y- there's not like that staple. That would be right. awesome to see, dude. Right. And we, so we put up, just something new this year. We put up billboards on the high on the highway. Oh, and it's amazing how many people mention that. So I know a that pretty good a return on it. Then great return on it. Um, Interesting. And it's amazing that uh, how many people say something because I know there's probably ten times more that sit at the table, eat, and then hit hit the road again and don't ever say something about it. So I have to multiply yeah. those ones that do say that by five to ten. You know, because exactly. I'm pretty quiet when I go eat somewhere. I eat and. Kind of leave. It's yeah. no big deal. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Man. So I, it, it is, and it helps get our name out there. And, um, you know, hopefully we're doing everything for the right reason, which we are, you know, fr- we're family friendly and that that's yep. huge to us. Yeah. Um, how many employees you guys at now? 40 some 40 ish depends depending on the, you know, time of year, this getting a little bit slower, but we, we try to work with DSU so well. That's what I was going to say. Absolute. A lot of my football guys are. They're great. They're yeah. <laughs> Reese. Um, Keaton. Keaton. Uh, Mesh, yeah, I, I, I Keaton. wish we could clone Keaton. I mean, <laughs> he's well, a worker. Reese, Reese is great, too. Yep. Keaton's, Keaton's a worker. I, he's one of the best kids out there. He was So he yep. uh, was a student of Jason Saul's, my buddy from Mandan. Okay. And I was like, holy cow, where's this Keaton kid? Like, yeah. I mean, he. Kelly, my wife, will put up on. We have a, a really easy shift thing that, like, hey, we need help in the in the dish pit for. It's not yep. the most glorified job out there. We we understand that. And service industry, man. He'll he'll just come down and oh, I have two hours, no big deal. And I'm like, are you? You're awesome. Like, yeah. thank you. You yeah, know, dude. He's a good dude. Yeah. I got first uh, exposed to Keaton. I was um, so for two years strength coach at the university, and he was my very first freshman group. Oh, so my yeah. very first, I, I was the first hired coach there and I would got to be just, I, I mean, I was rough on these kids yeah. and he continued and continued to be relentless and just, Hey coach, I need some extra time. I didn't finish this lift. Can you stay after? Cause we have like a supervision thing in the weight right. room. They yeah. can't be in there without a coach. So he's like, coach, I know you got to run to the gym, but can, can you give me five minutes? I got to finish this. That's awesome. And yeah. he, uh, he was not this crazy physical specimen when he came out of uh, high school. And then he just started working and now he's got a starting spot. He's played yeah. a ton. He's uh, young he's, still. Oh my yeah. gosh. He's <laughs> it's, it's cool to see. You don't, you, you don't see that, but it's the perspective that's been a broken record in our conversation. It's that it uh, never ending relentless, right? You know, yeah, and absolutely. whatever you do, whether it's helping in the dish pit or, you know, you what do I mean? it good. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the other thing too. You know, it's, We'll get, you know, there's different levels of kids. You know, I, I volunteer time at the, the little kids club all, yeah. all the time. And, you know, I like to kind of try to stay away from my kid during that time to give other kids 
mm-hmm. just as much or more. But I'll tell my other coaches, I was like, get him if he's, you know, yeah. get him if he's slacking. It's you know? good to have and a different like, voice like, for your kid. Too. Yeah, it's perfect for it. You, you need that. Um, and some of them are like, really? I was like, well, yeah, I mean, by all means, if yeah. he's doing something wrong, just correct him on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's fine. I'm going to do the same thing to your kid regardless. That's <laughs> the way it is. 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really cool um, to see that, that pipeline of kids going to fat fish. I, I think it's I think it's great for what you guys are doing, man. I think it's awesome. Um, you guys, I, I haven't been there and I haven't heard, but have you guys uh, established that, what is it, in the back of your building, the the uh, big the Quonset yeah the Quonset so we do some storage out there um, okay. right now we'd possibly look at you know expansion into another building someday uh, down the okay. road that'd be okay. more like a private no you think? well I don't know we've kind of taken on a thing with some weddings and some yeah. uh, receptions uh, this year we Let's did see. we did yours yeah, yeah we did right? ours our uh, rehearsal or excuse me our yeah rehearsal, rehearsal, dinner rehearsal there. down yeah, there rehearsal yeah dinner. that's right yep. Yep. Um, yeah so we're we're growing. Like I said, it's only been two years. That, exactly. That, give that building another five years, and it'd, I, I don't know. I yeah. mean, we have visions to add quite a bit to that outside space. That's going to be one of the next big things. It's going to. We have yeah. some really cool ideas on that. You know more than I because you know the back numbers. But me, so I live um, Honda West. Yeah. I live. It's I'm the big red house right on the corner by Honda West. Okay. Um, towards the school there and. Uh, I, me just being an outside perspective, seeing and watching and driving there every, by there every day. I think that outside venue, obviously, you know, the numbers better than me, but right. it really catapulted you guys. It does. That That's probably a saving grace. When, <laughs> when, when we first knocked down the building out there, uh, that old DSU building, and mm-hmm. so, some people weren't so happy about it because it was, it was a part of the town, you yeah. know, nobody wants to see anything go, but our vision for that is just to give something different, you know, give mm-hmm. something that maybe it's not here, you know, at the time. And yep. uh, that's, I think that's the key to anything. If you can do something a little bit different, but still hopefully give a good, good quality, mm-hmm. then you're, you'll be all right. Yeah, you know, and definitely. I had uh, a mentor always say like for a while, when you're in business, you're going to be in the business of over delivering, uh, over delivering a lot right. until you can really, I mean, and that's going to be your standard always over deliver value, value, value. Um, and then people just get used to that. So right, it's, and there's that's a learning curve on all that. You know, trying to find the things that make sense and don't make sense it might not make sense to somebody sitting in the seat, mm-hmm. but it it does on paper for us. Yeah, then you kind of got to go with that. You know, but you have to have open ears too. I mean, I mean, one thing my wife's great at, which I think we both work really good together, is we're never so set on a way that we can't change something. Yeah, you know, if somebody has an idea listen to them. It's, mm-hmm. it's fine. It doesn't, it could be that guy in the dish pit with a better idea. Exactly. Who, who cares? Take it. Well, that's yeah, the, I mean, the decentralized command, um, aspect of like the military too. That's what you would really want. This decentralized, even if, uh, it, he's a, just a grunt. Well, maybe right. we can listen, but if it's shit, it's shit, right. <laughs> you know, but at <laughs> right. least you listen to it. Right. You know, what is, uh, I, I've been interested in this cause you, you, you go to fat fish, you have your dinner, you have your beers, you see you guys floating around quite a bit. You're, you're there, you know, I think what, that's big. Yeah. yeah. Seeing the face of the owners of that is huge. Um, what, how has your guys's yours and your wife's role evolved? Like what do you each take on to make this business successful? So she does so much, I mean, so much there. 
she does a lot of the back paperwork stuff, which she yeah. didn't know how to do to start with. And, yeah. you know, do we have a license to do this? I don't know. Let's, let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, make some, she's good at making a phone call and, you know, those random times when we should have it, then she's on there getting it done right away. Mm-hmm. You know, she's so good at that. But then she's, you know, on the floor, like when we had her, the, uh, she worked, she was just pregnant. Uh, right, right before we had the last baby, she was bartending until, a week before the baby was delivered yeah. back there. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of times she's had it strapped, you know, the, the little girl strapped to her and walking around grabbing dishes. And I think that's huge. People, yep. you know, see that. And it's not just, you know, I remember here's kind of a funny story um, going back a little bit, but I have a little sign that hangs up on the brewery and it says first ranger battalion. And it's, it's up there. Well, a guy that was with the marathon refinery out here, um, came in and he was he asked one of the bartenders he goes hey where's that is there a ranger here somewhere yeah uh the bartender goes yeah he's part of the he's one of the owners but he's back washing dishes because we dishwasher Uh. dishwasher called in sick that night i was like i'll I'll do him no big deal and had had to be done that's just Mm -hmm. one of those things i don't ever value my position hiring anybody else yeah you know i mean Hopefully we can, you know, get everybody trained up the right way. But exactly. we were just short. So I walked out there with my, you know, stuff on, my apron and stuff on and yep. start talking to this guy and find out that he was my he was my uh, RI when I was in ranger school. His my roommate really? is a relative of him that I was a ranger with down in Savannah. I had the note and I shot him a message in the morning. And I was like, this is so wild. Holy crap. He actually it was so weird. We had so many late night, just stories and stuff like that. And uh, great guy. Um, That's really cool. Yeah. The small world. Like, yeah. <laughs> to the point where, you know, here he is sitting across from me and, and that's a guy that, you know, used to rip, rip, rip my ass pretty mm-hmm. hard if, yeah. if I did anything, but he'd also compliment me when you did it right. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a big part about being a leader too. Very. You know, I think that gets missed more often than, uh, it's one of the things that I, I notice is, you know, give kids or anybody it doesn't have to be kids adults mm-hmm. tell them they're doing something right it's yep. okay great 100 percent, because it's it's so often the other way well exactly in the military too they have a they have a responsibility to break you um in the yep. end you're, you're never going to get congrat congratulated for great work early on no. that's just how it goes no. <laughs> but in and i we talk about it in here there's there's a coaching philosophy of um one negative, two positives. Um, so, hey, your your knees are caving in in this squat, but you did really good here, here. Right. Or um, not cueing. So when I cue an athlete, not cueing no, meaning don't cue, don't tell them how does how don't tell them what not to do. Tell them what to do. You know. So, hey, don't let your knees cave in. Instead, say, hey, keep your knees out. Or it's small sure. little stuff like sure. that that really helps those kids. Um, I think uh, what I was talking to, uh, I, was, I had Houston here just, oh, yeah. just yeah. 20 minutes before we started. And I was telling him and I was, I, I told him that I knew just um, from conversations having with you and just knowing you a little bit uh, that you were a ranger. But I think it's also the mentality of rangers and SF as a whole not that boastful, um, hey, look at me, I was this. The only way anybody would know that you were a ranger is that one little sign in right. your, in your entire what, business. Right. You know, right. like you want to see, you want to, like you're very proud of that, but nobody would know that unless they got to know you. 
You know what I'm that's, saying? And that's how we try to do it. You know, we always rip on the seals a little bit. Yeah, they, always. Because they'll tell it's just part of it. Yep. Uh, yep. But they're going to write a book, you know, of running up to Walmart and stuff like that. It's like, <laughs> eh, it's, it's, I don't know. Um, yep. No, they're great people, too. I've met some awesome friends through them. It's the same way. Mm-hmm. We just have to rip on them. It's always. The same way. Army, Navy. Try to be a little humble on that, you know, for the most part. But, yeah, mm-hmm. but still be proud of it in the same same end. 100%. You know. Yeah. If you... Uh, we, I mean, we've been going for an hour and a half. That's awesome. Um, what if you had a piece of advice to kind of give your younger self or even just in the eyes of your kiddos right now? What would that, uh, after all this you've been through, you've been through um, r- ranger school, being a ranger, business, all this. Don't be afraid to push yourself. I mean, that's yeah. literally what will get you to those places. I mean, and even, you know, you know how much more the body can do. Yeah. Um, the mind so strong when you can push yourself to those limits of you know whether it's whether you're on a hunt or something like we did one last year that was insane it wasn't supposed to be that it ended up being like uh, back in montana oh good ended elk up, yeah we we just got into a weird spot and i grew up there my whole whole life we left two in the morning in a snowstorm that was absolute blizzard and had to keep walking just because it was so cold when you'd stop and Shit. we didn't get back till one thirty-two in the morning the next day and it was Oof. i mean snow was up to your knees but one of those things you just gotta you gotta put your head down and go yeah you didn't have another choice but mm-hmm. to just a, i mean with that that in life though that that's just one aspect of or one, yeah. one one thing but you know those running those bleachers in the morning you know when you don't want to you, but you're the only one that's gonna either make weight or not or yep. but or or just getting better going to the gym when you don't want to Mm-hmm. Just keep pushing, you know, and something will something will come out of it. Yeah, in, in any aspect too. Any a aspect. lot of times, I don't care if it's studying. Just keep keep exactly. doing it. Yeah, I'm not saying just, a lot just of people physical. just think. Yeah, exactly. It's not just physical, um, but that's a big thing as well. You know, I uh, I always say because I was very reluctant, and I think addiction helped me. Just it was ever changing. I mean, so something new comes at me, like okay, like we're just gonna oh this happened. Good. Jocko Willink always talks about that. Right. Oh, shitty situation. Good. Your dog died. Good. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. it's just another thing. And so I always think that when you feel that, that little weird feeling, that little butterfly, the, the nervousness, you're probably going in the right direction, right? You're I more so than too. likely going in the right direction. I know growing up and you were a wrestler too. Some of the most nerve wracking feelings I would ever get pre-match. Oh, match yeah. is just, it's nerve wracking, especially big ones, especially with your son and your daughter going to big I think I get like more this. nervous than he does probably. <laughs> yeah, he's not old enough yet, you to, know, yeah, to like. He'll get there. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. That, that feeling, well, you're going in the right direction. Bryce talked about it. He's like, if you're nervous, you're more than likely doing something right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that was, you know, I had a huge, I was one of those kids that warm up 45 minutes before my match. Yeah. I was just into it. But I had a buddy that was awesome the way he, my, I was lucky enough to have a really good practice partner. Mm-hmm. That's what makes he, good wrestlers. It man. is. And he, he would, we were night and day different. He'd wake up like from taking a nap and go out there and smoke the number two kid in the state. And <laughs> like, how do you do that? Like yeah. I, I have to do it totally different and everybody's mm-hmm. different on that. But yeah. mentally, you know, I knew if I could, I, there were kids that if, if I wasn't as good at, but I, I could still, I knew if I can get them into the third period, I'd get them. Get I'd get them on wind. Yep. Um, they just they. I, I knew they broke some sometime, and you, you can just, see it. You you're going to get them. Yeah, yeah you can. I see told it, my dude. kid that last year. He was wrestling a kid that was way better than him, and uh, he was down thirteen to one. 
and it was going a, into the third going into second oh. kid kid it, it was a k through six do a kid was two years old the age That's is a tough. big deal and this kid's good he's been probably on every north dakota team around 13 to one and then caden put him on his back and i was like oh oh and i could see the kid broke and i was mm-hmm. like and the kid got out of it and came back and Next thing, it was 19 to 13, and I told him, and he came over yeah. and started the third period. I said, if you can put him on his back one more time, he's done. I mean, he was already in tears on the other side, and the kid was up by six. So I knew he was yep. physically broken, and he did. I went out and stuck him, and then they wrestled later the day, and he beat him again. So it, really? was, it, was, it was really cool to see that. Cause Huge at that age. Yeah, at that age. And that's the thing I kind of like seeing most about, like, how far he's coming. And he's, he's not a – He's not flawless on technique like some of these kids I see out of Denver and yeah. Oklahoma. and I mean, those kids are spot on, but he has so much room to grow on it. He's just got the fight in him right now, which is great. I mean, yeah. if you can teach it. How far can you make it with that? You know, Right, that, yeah, that's that's one of those things it's tough to teach. You can't hardly do that. You know that, the heart and stuff yeah. like that. You know, kid that will bridge off his back for two minutes and do it again the second period and come back and win the third. That, exactly. that's, that's amazing. You know, a lot of kids just want to throw in the towel and say this is – but he, he doesn't have that. But we can always work on technique. That's, 100%. that's easy. 100%. Well, Bryce talks about it too. I mean, Bryce made his money, made his reputation off of scrambling. He's, yeah, the best. <laughs> One of the best scramblers you know. You Before know. you guys even ever brought him up here two years ago, I remember just being – just – zoning in watching his final matches oh my gosh because it was so fun to watch yeah and he's he un- just unconventional oh yeah and such i mean ever we're always rooting for bryce because he's closest thing yep. around here exactly you know and uh then to have him up here and get to meet and talk about a humble guy oh my and he'll talk about it the thing that's really cool because i got to see him all the way through high school yeah so justin luton was our four-time state champion farm boy uh had the will, not the technique. He had the will. Um, the weekend before state is Ronthon. It's the it's pretty much the all state for Wyoming. So if you win that, you're, you you you're, you're pretty there. much there. Yeah. Well, uh, four time versus four time. It was Bryce versus Justin, and Bryce completely dismantled Justin. And, and it's just this different level. But you'll talk to Bryce, and he'll tell you this. When he was in high school, I would say couldn't get further on the opposite end of humble. And he'll tell you that he because it was Wyoming. He hadn't lost a lot, and then these these losses happened, big time losses in in college. And he's like, Dude, I don't know the consequences if I would have won that. If I would have won that, would I be trying to fight MMA right now? If I would have won the national tournament twice, would I be doing what I'm doing? And he's like, No. And so his his humble his humbleness now is very deep rooted because it wasn't there prior. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's a very humble, great <laughs> guy. Great guy. Yeah, yeah, man. He's it's really cool to, uh, and it was just on a whim. I I had was Snapchatting him back and forth um, when he was in Cheyenne two years ago when we originally had it, and uh, I shot him a text. I was like, "Hey, man, you, you you're gonna be doing some camps." He's like, "Dude, any camp I can do because COVID's going on," and so I tacked, uh, text Patrick. Um, Helps with wrestling. Patrick, oh, middle school teacher. Yeah, Almond. Almond. Yep. yep. So I text Patrick. I was like, could this possibly be a thing? Yep. Let's do it. And so was able to kind of get that ball rolling. I think it's been great for both parties, man. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah you get a name like that coming in and just the technique and stuff. Yep. It, it's, yeah. It's really cool to see. It dude. is. Yeah, yeah. Great guy. It's lucky to have him up here. Very much so, man. Well, I'm lucky to have you on the podcast, dude. I appreciate it. No, thank I appreciate, you. It was a lot of fun. Um, I, uh, the, 
we'll probably be releasing this here in a little while. I'll let you know about it, and we'll sure. we'll go Sounds from good. there. Hey, thank cool. you. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Everybody, that is uh, another Next Level Radio. Um, if you guys want to come stop by, if you guys are in Dickinson, Fat Fish, you guys see all that, Fat Fish on Facebook and all that good stuff. So I appreciate your time, man. Hey, thank you. Yes.